Welcome to Eternal Elements Learning Podcast brought to you by Chessa Online. These podcasts are a part of the audio certificate programs on Chessa Online. You're free to take these podcasts on your desired portal also, should you only wish to learn on the go. Thank you so much for engaging on these podcasts. And you can connect with the author on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Hi, this is Niket Karaski from Atessa Online, talking to you on Eternal Elements. We're discussing strategy. Why is strategy so important? Because if the firm doesn't have a strategy, it doesn't have an objective, and it doesn't have a path to get to the objective, we've got a problem on hand for sure. We're now getting into the process of understanding how do you formulate the strategy. We talked about the mission, we talked about the vision, and obviously corporate governance and social responsibility is a part of the whole basic core of the organization because ethics plays a very crucial role. But once you've done your mission vision and you've revalidated it, what do you do next? You get on to the external environment, both the global and the domestic, because in the VUCA world, in the 21st century, organizations must learn to operate in a global environment. If you're not operating in a global environment, there's a problem on hand for sure. So what does the external environment comprise? It comprises of remote, industry, and an operating environment. So the best way to remember that is RIO, R-I-O, remote, industry, and operating environment. Now what is a remote environment? Remote environment typically is the economic environment, the social environment, the political environment, the technological environment, and the ecological environment. They can also be the legal aspect of the environment. So, best way to remember is PESTEL, P-E-S-T-L. P standing for political, E standing for economic, S standing for social, T standing for technological, E standing for ecological, and L stands for legal. Why is the remote environment so important? Because it's completely out of your control. It's completely out of your control and it is irrespective of any single firm's operating situation. That means all firms have no control on the remote environment. How can you ever have control on the economic scenario of the world as well as the country? Because ultimately it's the collective performance that operates here. When it comes to social, we're talking about culture, we're talking about behaviors. Each country will have different social requirements and social norms. Political. There are some countries which are politically stable. There are some countries which are politically unstable. There are democracies and there are no democracies. That's the world we live in. Technological. The advancement of technology differs from place to place. The way we deal with the environment and the planet, these rules and these cultures can be different. And the legal requirements can be completely different in international scenarios because different countries have different laws. Because laws are primarily based on culture and customs of every country. Law evolves over a period of time. This is your remote environment. It's important to study the remote environment before you decide on your strategy. 
Then you have the industry environment. What does the industry environment comprise of? It comprises of primarily the Michael Porter's five forces. What are the entry barriers? That means the industry that you're operating in, is it easy to get in? Is it difficult to get in? There can be a host of entry barriers. There can be regulations. There can be economies of scale. Uh, there can be uh, typically the, the, uh, the <clears throat> amount of investment required. So it can be a whole lot of things. Supply power. How powerful are your suppliers of the whole system? Buyer power. Are you as a buyer or is your buyer more powerful? Availability of substitutes plays a very important role because if there are substitutes available and it's easy to go for a substitute option, then obviously we have a problem on hand. And then we have the competitive rivalry. How many competitors are there? That also defines the industry environment. The operating environment consists of your competitors, your creditors, who are the ones who are going to fund your business, your customers. Profiling the customer becomes a very crucial aspect. The labor. Are you having skilled manpower? What is the cost of the manpower? Suppliers. Do you actually have the entire supply chain ready in terms of from supply to the distribution? So there are suppliers at various levels of, this, of the supply chain. So is all that available? So if your firm is operating in an environment which is conducive in terms of operating environment, industry environment, and remote environment, you're good to go. But that's a very ideal scenario. It can never operate like that. Therefore, it's important to qualify each of these factors. And when you qualify each of these Rio factors, that's when you understand where is it that your strategy is going to do well, where is it that your strategy is going to fail, and therefore, you can actually de-risk it by determining the different sequences and the different ideas that you would want to incorporate in the strategy. Once you have your plan laid out, because when you evaluate your external environment, it also becomes crucial to evaluate the internal environment. And when you have the evaluation of external environment and internal environment, you're good to go. You're absolutely good to go. But remember one thing, that the five forces model that Michael Porter talked about, extremely effective when it comes to evaluation of how your environment operates. The industry comprises of group of companies that provide similar products and services. And therefore, it's very important to evaluate the industry for sure. You also must understand how the industry is functioning. What are the boundaries in which the industry functions? You must know the norms of the industry. You must also know what you want to disrupt. You must also know what you don't want to disrupt. You must also do a clear competitive analysis. You identify your competitors and profile them. A lot of times we don't identify competitors well. And we could a lot of times think that they're doing it right, but they may not be doing it right. It's also important to look at the customer profile because when you do your customer profile effectively, that's when you're able to hit the target well because once the target customers are known, getting onto the target, the business target, is not a problem at all. And that's how the strategy into comes into action from the external environment. Therefore, it's very, very important to study the external environment, which is the first aspect. After this, we shall move into the global environment. And then we should also talk about the internal environment of the organization. These are the two podcasts in line, and I'm sure you'll enjoy them for sure. Thank you very much. This is Nikit Karasky from Atheas Online. 
talking to you on eternal elements i'll see you in the next podcast thank you for your time